0: Hey everyone, it's James. Um, thank you so much for tuning in again. We love you all, so we wanted to give you fair warning. This episode was incredibly fun to record, and the vast majority of it, I think, sounds great. The first six minutes, because of some issues with the input, are maybe the worst audio that we've ever recorded. But there was no real way to re-record it, so I'm giving you this warning. And without further ado, I would just like to once again welcome you guys to Remember That Guy. This is That yeah. Guy.
1: Let's go. I went to UCLA for $400. You're
0: gonna love it. Tell your old man to drag this 70s UCLA and Trailblazer center and Laker up and down the court for 48 minutes. Who
1: is Kareem Abdul Jabbar?
0: No! You're the one who delivered the line, but it was about Bill Walton! Oh! Embarrassing moments on Remember That Guy to sure we Minor Memories for Nuggets of Nostalgia by Wonderful Players and Present. I'm
1: James. Justin Diaz with you. Thrilled to be here recording in person with a live studio audience. And we have an incredibly special guest with us today. A person who uh, was actually the third member of that famed Jeopardy game. Uh, mm-hmm. Please introduce yourself. You
2: know what? I might not have won uh, that Jeopardy game, but you know, I do feel like I'm winning today having you two here. Although, I think today I'm not the very special guest because we have. A lot of very special guests today.
0: We do doing a little round of applause for the crowd real quick. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Uh, so the three of us are currently in an undisclosed location, along with uh, several members of the wedding party for me and my fiancé's upcoming nuptials. This is how we have decided to spend our time together, and we're glad that you have decided to spend your time with us today. Let's not waste any more of that time. Diaz, who's making memories for you right now?
1: Sure. Two different groups that are making memories for me. The original one I was going to touch on is uh, the Newcastle women's soccer team. Okay. Uh, Big developments for the women recently. So, with the takeover of the main Newcastle United football club, the women's team was right. So, they're not officially affiliated with the men's team, but their charitable arm provides support for the women's team. However, With this takeover, Amanda Stavely, one of the top priorities for her, has been prioritizing the development of the women's game in the Newcastle region. So they are now officially, as of the end of this most recent August, the women's team officially affiliated and funded through the men's club, uh, which is fantastic. And they are also first in the fourth division of the women's football pyramid right now. do
0: Do they also get the oil blood money?
1: They get a little bit of the oil blood money. Okay. They get, like, the... the. I'm glad they're getting funding. I wish it wasn't the blood money. They don't get from the main river of the blood money, but, like, the streams that shoot off, they get... Small tributaries. Series. Okay. Small, Small tributaries, tributaries of blood money. So they do get some blood money, uh, which is good enough to put them first in the women's division right now. Big 1-0 victory over Middlesbrough uh, in the middle of the week. So one thing that's been fantastic has been the fan support. Uh, so average attendance for these games is about 300 to 400. The Newcastle women sell out Kingston Park, uh, which is 2,000 capacity. The only time they played at St. James Park, the men's stadium, 30,000 came out to watch. So the uh, the Northeast is getting behind this team, which is great to see. And hopefully they continue to build and become uh, the preeminent power in women's football as well as men's. So that was one thing I wanted to touch on. Um, but also, as the resident fighting sports expert, uh, I would be remiss if I did not mention the absolute insanity in UFC over the past three days. Just give a brief overview for the uninitiated. The main event this weekend, uh, UFC pay-per-view, was supposed to be Kazma Kameev versus Nate Diaz. Nate Diaz is an old-school legend, old, this was gonna be probably his last fight for UFC. And basically, he and UFC aren't on the best terms, so Kameev is a young, hungry, very skilled fighter, and the consensus was Nate Diaz was gonna get his ass beat. Press conference Thursday. The fight is to be held Saturday night. Nobody knows exactly what happens. The press conference doesn't start. Dana White comes out about 20, 30 minutes after when it was supposed to start and says, I'm sorry, guys, it's not happening today. So there's big weird, big rumors of an altercation backstage. Nobody knows exactly what happened. Another brawl breaking out of the fight. A fight broke out at the fight. Who could have seen this conference? The next day, at the weigh-ins... May have weighs in eight pounds overweight for his fight, which to a lot of you at home, if you're not familiar with the way weigh-ins work for fights, eight pounds—it's not a ton. That's like—it's not bad. You can lose eight pounds in like a week if you want. Eight pounds over would be like finishing five seconds behind Usain Bolt in a hundred-meter dash. Yeah, I mean, it
0: feels like a racing difference. Where any
1: whole number is not great, it's not even close. So Daniel White, the mastermind that he is. Completely rearranges the card. May have uh, fights. Forget the guy he fought. That's not the important part. Yeah. The important part
2: is that a fight that UFC fans have been clamoring for, for literal decades at this
1: point. Tony Ferguson, Nate Diaz, two of the OGs, two tough people that just do not care about getting hit in the face. They actually welcome it. Um, and we got to finally see that fight last night. Fourth round, Nate Diaz got the guillotine choke, got to win it. And what I loved about it is, like, right at the end, Tony Ferguson taps, and they immediately go from I am choking the life out of you, to alright, let's hug. And it was just like a natural motion. The ref wasn't sure at first. He was still trying to break it up a little bit. But I just I just love the the camaraderie and the fraternity between these fighters. They put their lives on the line every time they go in the ring. So to be able to see that one last time, uh, which is really great. Nate Diaz uh making more memories for me in the octagon. But uh that's my mate, get your shit together. Eight
2: pounds overweight.
0: That's our resident fighting in Diaz expert. Do we have anything from our resident Perez expert?
2: <laughs> uh, no Perez's that have been making uh, any, any You're interesting You're not following news.
0: Perez's all-star campaign in Texas?
2: <laughs> not, not, not too closely, but Diaz yeah, did remind me that I wanted to shout out the um, Arsenal women's team because they had set records for season ticket sales and for opening day sales, and then the first weekend of the Women's Super League got canceled. Uh, due to events in the UK that seem unrelated to actually playing of soccer matches but enough about that it's football season, American football season. We got to watch some incredible college football yesterday. Alabama come from behind to beat Texas. Let's see Marshall beat uh, Notre Dame. Let's see App State beat Texas A&M. Sunbelt supremacy over all, all the big schools, but EJ Warner the son of Kurt Warner, true freshman on Temple University, go comes on. off the bench, third string QB to help lead Temple to a victory over Lafayette, which you think, oh, it's just Lafayette. Temple looked awful with a starting quarterback who was a transfer from Georgia and Dewan Mathis in their backup, Quincy Patterson. So, yeah, let's just go with the freshman who just happens to be Kurt Warner's son, who leads him to victory. And now I can't wait to watch wow. the homecoming game next week against Rutgers where I bet you Kurt Warner will be there to watch his son, who is probably going to get his first-ever start. It is humbling as, as we get into this rough,
1: rough old part of life as we're in our late 20s, approaching 30s. Uh, but seeing all the sons of the, the children of the players that we grew up watching, now coming forward, we got Kurt Warner's kid, Asante Samuel Jr., second-round pick for the Chargers last year. Marvin Harrison Jr. had a big game for Ohio State yesterday. It's really it just puts it in perspective.
2: Um, I think Jerry Rice's kid plays at USC. Uh, and then some, like the Blue you Jays. You know, it's baseball, but they are they are only sons of uh, of, of other professional baseball players.
0: I want Bobachette run over by a car. <laughs> I want several vehicles to hit Bobuchet in the middle of the street. I don't want Bobachette to to be in baseball anymore. He what is a junior. Blood Jr. is great. Blood Jr. is awesome. Kevin Biggio's is great. Everyone but Bobachette, totally fine. Bobachette, fall into a bat of acid.
1: It was a real tough triple whammy for you this week. Both fantasy teams and the real team. It
0: was the fact that it was a double header on Monday to start the week for both fantasy teams and the actual team. And, uh, yeah, no, I don't like Bobachette very much.
2: Well, think, speaking about your hatred of Bobachette, what are they been making good memories for you, James?
0: Uh, oh, just the... 2022 finals participants, the Las Vegas Aces, who in just a couple hours at this point, I about four hours from the time that we are talking right now, are going to begin their game one. And then a couple hours after that, they will take a 1-0 lead over the Connecticut Sun. I refuse to let the 18-0 run that the Sun finished on strike any fear into me whatsoever. They are a little scary, but Las Vegas Aces are significantly scary. And that's because it's, it's not because of the MVP, Asia Wilson, or the defensive player of the year, Asia Wilson. That's part of it. It's not because of Coach of the Year, Becky Hammond. It's not because of Kelsey Plum, who I don't know like what award you can give her other than All-Star this year, but should get something. Uh, it's not even for Most Improved Player, Jackie Young. It is because of Chelsea Gray, who in this playoffs right now, averaging 23.8 points per game on 76% true shooting. Do you think you can name the NBA or WNBA player that is a professional basketball player that's done that in the playoffs?
1: Stephen Curry, Clay Thompson.
0: No professional basketball player <laughs> has ever done that in North America in history through the playoffs. Chelsea Gray had two of the biggest buckets in the series during overtime of game three, back-to-back two and three, to go up five points. The storm were not coming out of it after they fell into the 2-1 hole. And Chelsea Gray, I think, is going to win the finals MVP award, though I am currently representing Asia Wilson's two-time MVP campaign with my hoodie. Uh, The Las Vegas Aces are finally going to win their title. I feel bad that the Connecticut Sun will not get to finally win their title, but unfortunately, they're just up against the wrong team.
2: It's the Battle of Casinos. Oh, it Vince is the Battle of Casinos. Las Vegas.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Man, this will probably break WNBA betting records, I would have to imagine.
1: Just by a convenience factor. if
0: Nothing else, yeah. Just the ability to do it right there at the game, I assume. But that little trick trivia question was just uh, an apertif for what we've got for you guys today. Our live special this week is a repeat performance of our Who Wants to Be a Guy Air game show. And we've got a little bit of a tweak this time. So it's just going to be... Diaz and Xavier playing against one another to see who becomes the guy-leonair today. But they do have a little bit more help this time. We're going to be going through a few categories, three questions each, three for each of them. And each of them will also get three lifelock during this. Uh, what that'll be is being able to call on anyone in our audience and then come up and help them out with that question. Each of them can call on three people. It must be three distinct people. While so they can both call on the same person, neither of them can call on the same person two times. If... They call it a lifeline. That lifeline's answer must be the answer they go with. If it is correct, it will be worth two points instead of one point. we got four categories, and then we've got a final. Gentlemen, are you ready? Yes. All right, our first category today is one of my favorite things to check on, and that's some of the weird teams that we run into on this show. I'm going to ask you about a couple teams. I'll tell you the sport that they play and the name of the team. You tell me whether it's real or not. And we're going to start with you today, Xavier. I want you to tell me whether or not the Bricktown Brawlers, a football team, are a legitimate team. I'm going to say fake. See if the Bricktown Brawlers are a real oh. football team in the short lived indoor football league. They had Heisman winner Jacob White as their quarterback for a little really? bit. There. Yep. Bricktown Brawlers. But we unfortunately have it wrong for you. So let's see if we can get our first point of the game today from Diaz. We're going to stick with football, but we're going to mean soccer this time as I ask you whether or not there is ever a soccer team named the Tampa Bay Rowdies. Yes, there was indeed an NASL yep. Tampa Bay Rowdy <clears throat> team. They employed John Gory Gorman, our friend from Scotland. There, John who, could Gorey? who could forget Gory? Who could forget Gory and all of his gory details? P.S. takes a one nothing lead, but we turn now back to you, Xavier. Xavier, I want to know whether there was a basketball team named the Baltimore Battleships. I'm going to say no. Great. You say no. That is correct. There was never a Baltimore Battleship team. We've had the Baltimore Bullets, and we have had several ship-based names for minor league hockey teams. But we have not had a Baltimore Battleship's basketball team. That is one point to you to even it up. We turn back to you, DS. Has there ever been a baseball team named the Los Angeles Lulus? The Los
1: Angeles Lulus.
0: That is spelled, by the way, L-O-O. L-O-O, not L-U-L-U, just in case that was a question.
1: Well, that does help because I had an inkling that if it was L-U-L-U, this may have been like a League of Their Own thing. This could have been like a, a women's baseball. Certainly.
0: Play. sure. A-A-G-P-P-O, All-American yes. Girls Professional Baseball League.
1: Yes. Very excited to see that series on Amazon, by Apparently,
0: way. it's great. Apparently, I have been told that it is a lesbian show with baseball, which does not damper my uh, excitement for it at all, but that is how it's been described to me. <laughs> which is fair. I'll remind you, if you're not sure, you've got several people you can call on for this. So I know it's early, but we're, we're this is your second of three questions in this category.
1: We're going to hold it for now. I'm going to say that's not a real team.
0: I'll tell you the reason that I brought it up is that Don Zimmer at one point was employed by the Pacific Coast League minor league baseball team, the Los Angeles Lulus. I don't know if they, I think they might've come up one other time. Perhaps Rube Waddell uh, had some involvement with him when we had... Uh, our guest Dante on once, but the Los Angeles Blues did definitely employ Don Zimmer and they were a real team. So that remains 1-1 score. Xavier, here's your final question for the first category. I want to know whether or not the football team, the Barcelona Dragons, ever existed. Real. They are indeed real. They were an NFL Europe Europe team. Yeah. They've employed multiple people that later became contestants in the first season of The Bachelorette, most notably Ryan Sutter.
2: NFL Europe was fantastic and then it became... Six German teams NFL and then, Deutsch. And then yeah. just one, like one team in Spain. One last Barcelona Dragons shout
1: out. Eddie Conti, greatest return man in the history of Delaware football, had a cup of coffee with the Barcelona Dragons. Okay. So, if You're I clear. could live in Barcelona think, and
2: play football, I, I would
1: do
0: that. Does, does a career with the Barcelona Dragons not immediately just count as an entire cup of coffee?
1: It should. I mean, yeah. it's, it's at least a several. Cup of pots. Mm-hmm. It's
0: a pot, pot at that point. Well, Diaz, let's see if you can even it up here as we head out of our first category. Your final question here. I want to know whether there has ever been a hockey team named the Kentucky Thoroughblade.
1: I believe so, yes. You believe so? Yes. Is that your final answer? Final answer to the first <laughs> category. Qualify qualify for me now. Kentucky Thoroughblades,
0: hockey, how are you feeling?
1: I know you, James. You would have I was right, you would have just said yes, and I am going to change my answer, and I'm going to say no.
0: You should not have let me trick you like that. <laughs> the Kentucky Thoroughblades absolutely were a real team in the AHL. They most notably employed Jim Montgomery. See, I thought you might think because we've talked about so many thoroughbred horses that I was bullshitting you. Mm-mm. I wasn't even horse shitting you. They are a real team. Mm-hmm. So, unfortunately, Xavier, well, sorry, unfortunately for you, fortunately for you, Xavier, I don't mean to play favorites. All Xavier right. is going to take a 2-1 lead as we head into our second category. Our second category is called, did Guy do that? I'm going to tell you something that a guy may or may not have done, and you just need to say yes or no. Did Guy do that? Did Guy do that? There, we did yeah, it with yeah, the yeah, voice right, like sort of right, once. All right. All
1: right.
0: Xavier, we'll start with you. Did Art Shell, longtime Raiders player, get his first chance to coach the team after his mentor was fired, only to be fired after a single game coaching before the return of that mentor? Did Guy do that? Yes, right? So Archell did come back, but it lasted much longer than the game. The game is Cal Ripken Sr. Cal Uh, Sr. had the one game before then being replaced by Earl Weaver. You were going to say a 2-1 because Archell did last longer. Diaz, for you, we know that Ryan Sutter won the first season of The Bachelorette, marrying Trista Green. Did they stay married? Did Guy do that?
1: Yes. You're going to say yes? I'm not going to let you do this again.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Good job. This one is correct. You do even the score up. 2-2. Next up for you, Xavier. Did Kevin Dyson, remembered for his Titans playoff run, ever appear in another playoff game after that Super Bowl? Did Guy do that? You've got help if you need it.
2: Yeah, it doesn't look like they're paying attention, though. So I'm going to <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with
0: no. Kevin Dyson never again appeared in the playoffs with the Tennessee Titans. However, um. however in 2003, he did go on a Super Bowl run with the Carolina Panthers. Did not appear very much, but did appear with in the Jake the Panthers. Time. Indeed, did, it was uh,
1: what a with team, uh, team. with Steve Smith and Mushin Muhammad. What yeah. a team!
0: Yes, we turn back to you. Did Connor Late, New York and New Jersey hometown boy, ever bring a title to the area that he's career in? We're talking high school, junior, and pro career. Spent all of it in New York, New Jersey. Did he ever bring any kind of title to that region? Did guy do that? Can I call on Xavier? If I, get, if I get a point two. <laughs> I, I, here's the one. If you do it, you have to open yourself up to Xavier calling on you at least once. I'm with that. I, I think I have to allow it then.
2: I call on Xavier. I mean, as long as we count supporters' shields, then yeah. It, we are counting
0: supporters' shields. We do indeed. Diaz, you take a lead with some, some chicanery there. And it's now four to two <laughs> as we turn back to you, Xavier. Remember, now you've got this, and it might be helpful on this next one. Roberto DiVincenzo. Hemsley lost the Masters due to an incorrect scorecard. Did he ever avenge that loss with another majors win after that Masters? No. He did not. He had won the 67 U.S. Open, but that was prior to his Masters win. He finished ninth in 71 at the Masters. What was
1: that quote that he had, Diaz? I can't believe I was such a stupid. It was,
0: yeah. (laughs) Such (laughs) a stupid is the one. Uh, So that does bring it to 4-3 to now as we head back to you, Diaz. Final question. Did Nico Gallus? The pride of Greece, and also Union City, New Jersey, ever play a minute of NBA Pro Ball before his Greece. We are including preseason. Did he play any minutes of NBA Ball, including preseason, before going to Greece?
1: If I remember correctly, he was injured before any preseason games. He was injured in camp,
0: so no. If you remember correctly, that would be correct. Are we locking it in? I'm locking it in. did remember correctly this time. (laughs) So that'll be a 5-3 lead for you. We are done two categories now. We're going to head to the next one. I'm Sandra. losing
2: solely due to my own knowledge of my own guy. Hey, I, <laughs> I
0: hope that it burns him at some point because it was a cocky move and I do want it to backfire a little bit. Let's see how we do on this next one. Diaz, yes, we'll start with you this time. Okay. We'll see how you take it from here. This next one is all about tangential connections. This is what I hoped would perhaps be things that you might need a little bit of help on that others know. Because yeah. I'm going to start by asking you about Sean Johnson. Her ABC Family cameo on Secret Life of the American Teenager was early in the career of the show's star, which future ex fiance of Aaron Rodgers? Oh. Uh, Do you think there's anyone in the audience that can tell you about ABC Family's Secret Life of the American Teenager or Aaron Rodgers' ex fiance No, there definitely are, but like, I
1: know I know her name. I think mean,
0: I'm going to use a lifeline. Who are we calling on? We am going to call on Jess. Would you mind coming up for a moment, Jess, let's have yeah. you join the squad. Yeah. Jess, would you like to introduce yourself to the people? No, that's A.I. <laughs> i to give the answer. Jess, you are here. You are the very important lady, and we have a question for you. I'll go ahead and repeat it. Sean John Johnson's ABC family appearance on Secret Life, the American Teenager. It was early in the career of what future ex-fiancee, Aaron Rogers? I'm going to go
1: with Shailene Woodley.
0: Are you okay with Shailene Woodley, Diaz? Let's lock it in. Shailene Woodley is correct, and that'll get you two points. Thank you, Jess. Diaz is oh, starting no. to move ahead. <laughs> Thank you very much, Thank Jess, you. for your appearance. That's going to make it a 7-3. I was gonna Damn. say Shayna something. Like I knew like it was a Shay, but of I course. knew I also wasn't right. Well, you you did good to call it. You've me. got one lifeline left remaining in the game. And I will actually I'll make a clarifying point right here. Cannot be used in the final. Yes. Cannot possibly be used in the final. Xavier, go ahead and see if you can get this uh, this softball early on. Pete Weber never played baseball, but his famous who do you think you are, I am moment was called by what longtime Orioles play by play commentator.
1: You can call on me on this one if you
2: want. I think I might know. Gary Thorne.
0: It is indeed Gary Thorne making yeah. that call when Pete Weber wins his fifth U.S. bowling championship. Sorry, US Open bowling championship, uh, which is the record setting him out, beating his father's record. You are currently still though being beaten by Diaz. 7-4. You've got all three lifelines left. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta use
2: them just just for the points. Just
0: for the points. <laughs> as we move back to you, Diaz. We're going to ask about Don Zimmer again a little bit. The longtime Yankees and race coach, he got started out initially as the manager of the Padres. He was fired by what architect of the McDonald's franchise? San Diego. San Diego Padres had recently been purchased by this architect of the McDonald's franchise.
1: I'm not familiar. Yeah, nothing. Gonna, not even a guess. I'm gonna uh, Ronald McDonald. <laughs> unfortunately,
0: not one of the McDonald brothers. While the founders of the original location, the founders of the franchise, that is a man by the name of Ray Kroc, portrayed by Michael Keaton in the Founder a few years ago. So you will not get any points that Ray Kroc had just bought the San Diego Padres before he fired Don Zimmer. And that means that it is still seven four as we return to you, Xavier. Okay. Your next question: Crazy George Henderson, the pioneer behind the wave. Got his big break when he was noticed at a soccer game by what NFL owner, the namesake of the AFC Championship Trophy? Lamar Hunt. Lamar Hunt is correct. Owner of the Chiefs did also own the Dallas NISL team at that point. <clears throat> Saw Crazy George Henderson, and the wave took off from there. It means it is now 7-5. to five. Diaz, your final question of this category. It's a little bit easier. We'll see if you can get it. While he never pitched, Patrick Manley of the Bears did marry the daughter. Of what well-known pitcher? I know this. It is a pitcher whose name you can't is quite use, familiar. You can't use me everybody. again.
1: You can't use me again. No, me. I know. The wife is the daughter of a pitcher. The, yeah.
0: Patrick yeah. Manley's wife is the daughter of a pitcher. Don't say whose anything else. Name no. is well known. <laughs> That's all. Whose name is well known?
2: Can I steal? There's no steal. There's no steal. <laughs> There's no man does
0: not get paid here. There are no rebounds. There's no
1: steal. Um, it's going to annoy me so much once you say
0: who it is. It absolutely will. It's going to infuriate you. Pass. Xavier, so. I won't give you any points, but I will let you take Tommy away. Tom. It is Tommy oh, John. Honey. Tommy John's daughter married Patrick Manley. Patrick Manley never got Tommy John surgery, but he is a member of the John family. Let's see if Xavier can now pull within one point of Diaz. You got a chance here. As I ask you about Carl Weathers, now Carl Weathers played with quarterback Ken Stabler on the 1970 Oakland Raiders. Thirty-eight years later, he appeared on Law and Order SVU, where the character Elliot Stabler is portrayed by what actor? I know his name too. We're looking for the actor that portrayed Elliot Stabler, not across Carl Weathers, yes, yeah. but linked to Ken Stabler by Carl Weathers. I'm trying to think,
2: who might know? Who, might, who here might watch SVU at all?
0: We got any SVU fans in the audience? <coughs> What's his name?
2: Now I can't pick you because you've already you looked it up.
0: To be fair, we did not say that rule, Xavier.
2: I, I would feel bad picking Jesse knowing that she already looked it up. To you, I mean, she there's... can
0: give you the first name. Okay, why, why don't you come up for we We've we've got a, another lifeline being called. Who are we calling, Xavier?
2: We are calling Jesse.
0: Jesse, would you Hi. like to introduce yourself? James is yeah. fiance. This is my fiance Jesse. <laughs> Jesse. What is the first name? You are getting a round of applause. Do please take a bow.
2: <laughs>
0: what is the first name of the actor that plays Elliot Stabler on Law and Order Special Victims Unit? Does that help you, Z?
2: Not really, but I'm gonna take it. It helps a little bit. I will I, I like will like give it, you
0: the last initial. I feel like it's an M or something. It is an M. Is an M. Okay. Is an M. okay. Okay. I know it now. Do you wanna burn a second lifeline and call him uh, uh, Call for the M.
1: You get uh, two points. Uh, for it. So it would be a free two versus a potential zero. Let's see. I feel like Paul might know
0: Paul. Diaz, no. Well, hey, yeah. you've, got a, you've got two more All right, Diaz, go.
2: what's the last name?
0: Christopher Maloney.
2: Christopher Maloney Malone is okay. correct. I was going to say Masati or Minati, so i <laughs> <bad time. laughs>
0: Christopher Maloney is correct. It takes all of two lifelines, but Xavier gives you two points. We're
2: tied. We all, it, it makes it
0: 7-7 time with one lifeline as we go to... Okay, I okay. want to actually ask guys, do you have a good name for a this or that category with guy puns? We normally workshop these. Guy pieces. or
1: he. Guy or gone.
0: Guy or gone? I think we got to stick with this or that. Guy or <laughs> gone not going to work for a lot of these. <laughs> but, huh? Homer away, away? Uh, it doesn't use the word guy. We're very committed to using the word guy in the stupidest way possible. Guy or by? Guy or by. All right, we'll go with guy or by. This is our this or that guy or by category. These are our final categories before the final. Three questions remain for each of you. It will be an option between two things. I'll see which one you able to pick from. Let's start with Xavier this time. Xavier, who professionally knocked more people on their ass: top all-time British featherweight Prince Nasim Ahmed or star rodeo bull Mickey Mouse?
2: Are we talking just knockouts or all knockdowns? In
0: we I, good clarification: knockouts between the rodeo bull Mickey Mouse and all-time British featherweight Prince Nasim hamed Mickey Mouse. Prince Nasim Ahmed has 31 KOs in his career, and Mickey Mouse finished his career before his untimely passing. The late Mickey Mouse. 40 knockdowns to start his career. You are correct. You do get a point for that. Moving into the lead for now, it's 8-7 as we turn to you, Diaz. Let's uh, let's stay in the animal kingdom. I want to know whose sons had higher career professional earnings, the famous stud horse Stormcat (laughs) or Cal Ripken Sr.? Stormcat. He's the horse who fucks. <laughs> Are you absolutely sure? I will remind you, Cal Ripken Sr. has a Hall of Fame son. Yeah. Forecast. Together, Billy Ripken, our friend Fuckface, and Cal Ripken Jr. combined for 73942501 career earnings. The $1 is for, I believe, a retirement contract for Billy Ripken. Also, $70 million of that is Cal Ripken. Cal yeah. $70 million in his career, which is less... Then the combined professional career earnings of Stormcat, 128 million. He's the, the horse the, who flops. The, the yearlings of Stormcat.
1: I just look at. Yeah, it's like a thousand kids. Well, at the top top flights of horse racing, I feel like they would have made <clears> a lot <throat> more than the non Kyle Ripken Jr. sons. And then also, there's like a 100 more sons.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it's <laughs> large numbers at that point. So we are tied at 8 to 8. Let's go ahead and go back to you, Xavier. Okay. I want to know. Who had more stores of their franchise? Tim Horton at the time of his death or Herb Washington with his McDonald's franchises at the time of his racial discrimination lawsuit oh with McDonald's God. Corporation? <laughs> Who like... had more stores? Tim Horton when he died or I know Herb Washington only had like 10,
2: but Tim Horton died before like they really did anything. I'll, I'll, give, you, I'll
0: give you one hand. Herb Washington had more than 10. I'll tell you that. I'm going to go with Herb Washington because Tim Horton died so early. Herb Washington, at the time of his racial discrimination lawsuit with McDonald's, which was settled out of court, 27 McDonald's stores. Tim Horton, at the time of his death, there were 40 Tim Horton stores. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, there are now several thousand. Yeah. Even by then.
2: That's why I was going. I was like, yeah. he died so early. That, 40, that's a good one. That's a yeah, good question.
0: 40 was just enough. So, Tim Horton, unfortunately, is gonna he's going to block that shot for you, as he did many Sorry. times in the NHL. Exactly. With a chance to take the lead, Diaz, who has mm-hmm. more weeks on Billboard sales charts? Yankees World Series champion Bernie Williams or Puerto Rican NBA star Carlos Arroyo? <laughs> Total weeks on any Billboard sales charts. Who has more, Bernie any Williams billboard. or Carlos Arroyo?
1: feel like Arroyo has more original music, but it doesn't necessarily matter. I'm going Arroyo.
0: Carlos Arroyo. On the reggaeton charts has exactly one week billboard charting bernie williams between two songs has a total of three bernie williams does have two more total weeks on the billboard chart so Z- not getting a point but Xavier, I bernie williams just beat Z- uh diaz's carlos arroyo for that so do you at least get to feel that. a little bit of uh joy for that I one do. let's see if you can feel a little more joy with a chance to take the lead.
2: don't forget you have your lifeline yeah. still yeah get risky this is the last time we can use them in this mm-hmm. category. It is
0: indeed. And let's, I don't know if anyone's going to be able to help you with this, but I would be interested to see how everyone feels about this question. What do you think is higher? Ben Zobras' average annual yearly salary over his 14 year career, or the amount that he sued his pastor for after that pastor slept with Zobras' wife and defrauded him of hundreds of thousands of dollars? The average annual contract for Ben Zobras over his entire 14 year career. Or the amount that he sued that pastor for.
2: I feel like that's like six or seven million versus whatever he decided to sue for. I can't remember what he decided to sue for, but I do love that story so much. You, you've got <laughs> you know your what? lifeline. I'm going to guess anyway. So I'm going to call on Dante to guess for me because then it's either two points or zero points versus one point or zero This is, points.
0: hey, that's game theory. Let's go <laughs> ahead and see if our uh, friend of the show, Dante Lamondola can help you out.
2: Hi, Dante. Hello,
1: Max. Welcome back, Dante. Max, how you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. Thank you for the entertainment. I do know Ben Zobris has played on a lot of
2: financially struggling teams. I'm pretty confident that the lawsuit was more than his average annual. Let's go with it. Let, I, I trust Dante because even if he's wrong, I don't care.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, it's good that you don't care because Dante is unfortunately right, wrong. Dante. <clears throat> now, yes, the table big... He did late in his career get exactly one contract that pushes his annual average over to six point four million. What did I say? I said like he did six, 6 to seven million. I was the six million right was the lawsuit, and you were absolutely correct. You were in the right ballpark. I was excited to see how it went. Uh, Do you it's the right. team that signed him to the one giant contract—that is his half season with the Oakland Athletics. That is the reason that it was six point four million instead of six million. So that's all right. You'll finish before we go into final. you go in the final with eight total points. Okay. Diaz with a chance to go higher. <clears throat> Here's your final question. Who received a longer suspension for some variation on match fixing? Corrupt French businessman and politician Bernard Tapie, <laughs> or Singapore British skier and violinist Vanessa May VanCorn?
2: Ack- I love them both so much.
0: Anyone with corrupt French politicians or uh, British violinists? It's hard to be- that's a fair point. They're, it is indeed Target. They're both fantastic
2: stories. I love them so
1: much. No, I'm going to go with the same theory that Xavier had. And I'm also going to make it the easiest person to get over here. So I'm going to call on Gabe to help out with this question. <laughs> it, it's, well, a, okay. it's a 50-50. You don't need to know anything. What's, seem, up? What's up, I'm Gabe. <laughs> <laughs> We've
0: got Gabe, a dear friend of mine here, to try and help DS with this question. Who received a longer suspension for a variation on match fixing? The corrupt French businessman and politician Bernard Tapie, owner of several professional sports teams, or the Singapore Thai British skier and violinist Vanessa May Vanacore.
1: What is a uh, what's match
0: Uh Any kind of like we are paying someone to take um, a dive, or we are paying for like fake matches to be put on to boost our own scores. Um,
1: I'm gonna go with that. Uh, the skier violinist.
0: Diaz, you are locked into your lifeline answer. We are. And that is good news for you, yeah. because while Bernard JP was suspended for a whole eight yes. months, yes. Uh, also being fined several million francs he never paid and once, and yeah, did go to jail for a time. But never had to pay his money.
1: Yeah.
0: Singapore British Thai skier and violinist Vanessa May Van four years for putting on, or being involved with the putting on of, basically a fake qualification ski match to get into the Olympics. He was a classically
2: oh. trained violinist. He became a prodigy in the UK at like age 10. And then decided she wanted to become a skier because she was wealthy and rich and then decided to go back to like her homeland of Thailand to compete as a as a skier for Thailand, then had people put on fake ski matches with people who didn't really race so she could do well enough to get enough ranking points to qualify for the Olympics.
0: She competed with a bunch of teenagers <clears throat> who were still better than her, yeah. but she did it she didn't enough times them, but she did it to enough get times. qualification points. Yeah. Got her ass looked by teenagers sufficiently to get to the Olympics. I-
1: My logic was going to be her as well just on the simple... I mean, we can look at it two ways. A, the patriarchy.
0: True, true. And B,
1: the rich asshole businessman.
0: Both very good points.
1: They're both going to make out pretty well in those situations.
0: Well, he did indeed, and you've made out pretty well here. As you take a 10-8 to lead, we're heading into the finals. The category is going to be numerology. Numerology is your category. I'm going to have each of you write down your wagers on a piece of paper in front of you. We'll pass them And then we'll have the answers and we'll see how this thing goes. 10 to 8, right? 10 to 8. All right. The category numerology, here's your question. And we'll turn to each of you for your answer when you're ready. (music) To date, Eddie Guidel remains the only professional athlete in major North American sports to wear a jersey number that is not an integer. What was the number? Xavier, you're behind. I'm going to ask you to give the answer first. All
2: right. I said one-eighth.
0: One-eighth is your answer. And Diaz, let's go ahead and hear your response. I said one-half. All right. Would you mind, Xavier, revealing Diaz's wager?
2: Diaz
0: bid seven. Diaz bid seven. Well, since one-half is incorrect, Diaz now sits at three total points. Xavier
2: bet, bet it all. Because, because I don't want to deal all. with math again. I'm not <laughs> going to lose or win if not because
0: I sucked at math. That's fair. That's fair. And math, you know, you, you knew exactly what wasn't an integer with your response of 1-8. So you knew that much about math. And I also know that 8 plus 8 equals 16, which is good because one is the correct yeah! number. 1-8 is the jersey that was worn by Eddie Guidel during his one appearance in 1953 with the St. Louis Browns. His 1,000 on-base percentage remains untarnished despite his... Mm-hmm ignominious exit from the league following that. Uh, but with 16 total points Diaz Diaz's three, congratulations, Dave. You have taken the Guy Lion title away from Diaz this time. You now hold that belt. How's it feel?
2: It feels good that it didn't come down to math this time. I'm,
0: I'm glad that, that your worst subject in school did not cause you to lose this I would say meaningless, but certainly not meaningful trivia competition. It's meaningful to us. It's meaningful to us. It's meaningful to us that the audience joined us once again this week. It's been a blast. Being able to, again, do this in person for the first time since we've been doing this in just about 50 weeks now altogether. It's crazy. And, yeah, thank you once again to our audience for for indulging us here in our celebration. Now it's time for the NFL season to start. As we said tonight, it is time for the Aces' final leg of the title run to begin. Any last things you guys want to say before we head out?
1: Glad we got football season. Birds going 19-0.
2: Simple math. Jets are not going 19-0. But I just hope they have fun.
0: I hope we all have fun (laughs) watching Joe Flacco this week. I hope you all have fun watching Joe Flacco this week. I've been one of your hosts, James.
2: I've been the not-so-special
1: guest Xavier. And I'm Diaz. And as my brother Nate once said after he beat Conor McGregor, I'm not Sir guys, motherfuckers. (laughs)